Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. Each week, you'll hear testimonies that turned failures into hope, despair into inspiration, and darkness into light, as well as actionable tips and strategies that you can implement in your daily life to overcome obstacles that can detour our Christian walk. Galatians 6.2 tells us to carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now here's your host, the Gospel Girl, Tammy Becker. What is God's ideal calling for humans? God calls all humans to be royal priests, representing his character and presence in the world. Hi everyone, this is Tammy Becker. Welcome to the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. And I'm bringing you an exciting new series. We're going to break down and talk about what God wants for you in your life. So thank you for joining me today. So really, what is a priest? Well, a priest cares for the sacred space, so to say, like of a temple. He represents the people to God and announces God's blessing over the people. So like a high priest is the only one who can enter the innermost part of the tabernacle, the holy of holies, if you must. This is where God's presence dwells and the priest meditates in the that the presence to the people in other words so the biblical authors use eden imagery to describe the temple making it clear that god's ideal calling for humans is to be royal priests over creation god's cosmic temple Okay, so even though humans forfeited their priestly vocation, if you if you must, through like rebellion in Genesis three, Jesus goes ahead and he fulfills God's plan and he restores all humanity back to their role as royal priests. So the biblical story contains a priestly drama that leads us to Jesus. So as we get looking at things, we see a gateway between heaven and earth. Now, the priest embodies God's wisdom and fully experiences God's presence in the temple. They kind of act like a gateway between heaven and earth. And when humans live into their vocation as royal priests, All of creation becomes a sacred space where heaven and earth intersect. So, here's a question. If humans are God's royal priests, where is our temple? So, as priests cared for that sacred space of the temple, and humans are the royal priests, who are to care for the sacred space of God's creation. We are called to work and worship 
so that our communities can flourish. We represent God's presence. So his heaven on earth blessings flow into the world. All right. So this next six or seven episodes, I'll call it a series. If you must, we're going to explore God's plan for all of us humans to serve as his royal priests over his creation. And we'll learn how Jesus fulfilled that plan after humans forfeited their vocation. So if you've ever wondered about this topic and what God's calling me to do, this is for you because God wants only the best for you and for us in the long run. And he tells us that to receive the awesome future he has in store for us, we must change We must grow and endure through the challenge of this life. These challenges mature and perfect us and prepare us to be all we can be in the kingdom of God for eternity. So we're going to try to examine the steps that God has designed for us to take and move closer to him and to become more like him. So I pray that this podcast study will help you realize more and more how much God loves you and will inspire you to take the steps God has laid out in the Bible. And remember, I would love to hear from you and serve you in any way I can. So My description of how to get a hold of me is in the description. So the question is, is God calling you? God's calling is his invitation to have a relationship with him. Are most people called today? Have you been called? And if so, how should you respond to God's calling? Well, I'm going to try to answer those questions for you today. So let me let me share some stories from the Word of God. Jewish people from all corners of the Roman Empire gathered in Jerusalem for the Pentecost. One of the three appointed pilgrimage festival seasons. So this was like always an exciting occasion, you know, and the crowds would like, you could see them, you know, you can envision them swelling up in the streets and around the temple area and the followers of Jesus who had seen him risen from the dead seven weeks before they were all gathered to celebrate the festival there as well. Then suddenly... There was a sound from heaven like a roaring of a mighty windstorm in the skies above them, and it filled the house where they were meeting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them, and everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages. 
You can find that in Acts chapter 2, verses 2 to 4. Now these, I mean, listen, listen to that. Every suddenly, number one, suddenly. And then in God's big way, a roaring mighty windstorm. And then the house, every single one of them were filled, bam, with the Holy Spirit, just like that. These miracles quickly attracted a crowd of passerbys who were amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other, but others in the crowd were mocking. Oh, they're drunk. That's all they said. You can find that in Acts chapter 2, 12 to 13. But here, listen to this. Listen to this. Peter recognized the opportunity God had provided and invited the crowd to understand the true significance of all these events. He used a prophecy from Joel to show that they weren't drunk. Then he explained, quote, people of Israel, listen, God publicly endorsed Jesus of Nazareth by doing wonderful miracles, wonders, and signs through him. As you well know, but you followed God's prearranged plan. With the help of lawless Gentiles, you nailed him to the cross and murdered him. However, God released him from the horrors of death and raised him back to life again, for the death could not keep him in its grip. Acts chapter 2, verses 22 to 24. So then listen to this. Peter drove this truth home. We have all killed the Son of God by our sins. But Jesus, the Messiah, was raised from the dead just as their beloved King David had prophesied. Peter's words convicted them deeply. And they said to him and to the other apostles, quote, Brothers, what should we do? Acts chapter 2, verse 37. God sent out an invitation through Peter's inspired sermon. The New Testament Church of God began with these 3,000 converts who responded and who believed and wanted to obey God. You know, my story began long ago, but my most recent story was three years ago when I went in for my scoliosis surgery and I didn't wake up. I was in that coma for six days, but God was protecting me. God cradled me in his arms and he was protecting me from probably waking up to some extreme pain, but it also was doing work on me. He also had a plan and he also was ministering to me because less than two months out of that coma, I mean, I knew when I woke up when the fog had cleared from the medication and, lit, and my senses came back from being in the coma, I knew that there was going to be a ministry 
because God gave me a vision before the surgery on a vision board. In my dreams, I kept seeing a white vision board and he kept flashing in letters. I kept seeing the letter Y flash, then the letter O flash, then the letter U flash, and then the whole word U. And it kept going, Y-O-U-U, Y-O-U-U. But I didn't know till after that coma that it was going to be Y-O-U Ministries. You ministries yearn optimistically upward to our Heavenly Father. He had a purpose for my life. He was still calling me to do His work. He didn't take me home. After that 17-hour second surgery, two, seven hours, and then 17 hours, then the six-day coma, He didn't take me home. My work wasn't done. My path was not finished. It wasn't time for me to go home. My work on earth wasn't done. I was still a disciple. He still wanted me to be a royal priest. He was still calling me, and he's still calling me now. My question to you is God calling you now. God's calling is his personal invitation to us to have a close relationship with him. The Greek word kletos is often translated called, but also can be translated as invited. And I hope I said that correctly. Is God calling you now? Has he been calling you? Are you responding to him? Are you responding to your calling? Is God calling everyone to participate in his plan of salvation now? That was the other question we started off with. In John chapter 6, verse 44, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up at the last day. Then in Romans chapter 11, verse 7, and then 25 to 26, What then? Israel has not obtained what it seeks, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest were blinded. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion, that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. We human beings cut off from God by our sins don't have an automatic connection to God, Isaiah 59, 2. God must act first to invite us and open our eyes to see the way to Christ. So how 
does Jesus describe his people, the people that he calls out? Well, if we go to Luke chapter 12, verse 32, it says, Do not fear, little flock, for it is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The church of God was and is his little flock. From the Bible record in our experience today, it seems few have been called and chosen during this age. So what are we called out of? Well, in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. There you have it, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his marvelous light. Darkness and blindness are symbolic of this darkened and deceived world ruled by Satan, Ephesians 2.2 and Revelations 12.9. This is heavy because we see this in our world today, that People are walking around. They don't believe in the Bible anymore. They just are believing in their own truths. They're, they're, the devil comes in and he deceives and he is blinding this world and this generation. And he is making it dark. And the sad thing is, is that our church is, is a little flock. And it's getting smaller and smaller. The truth is, is that it says in Revelation that it is going to be a smaller, by the time Jesus comes, the followers are going to be smaller and smaller. That's why the word urgency always is coming out of my mouth always out of my mouth. So why are people blinded from understanding God's truth? In 2 Corinthians 4, chapter 4, verses 3 to 4, we see that, but even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. Satan, our adversary, blinds human minds from understanding God's good news in his attempt to thwart God's plan. But the Bible shows he will not exceed. He will succeed with some, but he's not going to win the overall battle. God wins the overall battle. But Christians, friends, we need to take off the blinders because the things of the world are slipping in everywhere we look. They're slipping on radio, on the news, on the TV, everywhere you go. The secular, the billboards, the everywhere you go, just the people that you look at. All of the things that used to be bad are now good. And all the things that used to be good are not bad. Open your eyes, Christians. Yes, we're going to be persecuted. I get told all the time. I make posts. I I am not afraid. I have 
from the day I've opened my social media accounts, I've talked about God and I haven't been afraid to. Do I get challenged? Oh yeah, I get challenged. But God gives me the courage to keep going. Do I get bashed? Yes. But God keeps me the courage. He gives me the words. He gives me, I need to stand by my God because I don't want to be into the fiery pits of hell where the morning is. Oh, what a horrible place to even think about that. What is God's intention for everyone, even those not called right now? Well, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 3 to 4, For this is good and acceptable in the sight of our God, our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. God loves us all so much. He gave his son as a sacrifice to pay for all of our sins. John 3.16 He has a plan that will eventually extend his invitation to everyone. Is being called first a reason to boast? 1 Corinthians 1, verses 26 to 28. For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame the wise, and God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised God has chosen in the things which are not, to bring to nothing the things that are, that no flesh should glory in his presence. God makes it clear that his church has no reason to boast. To be called now is to be given a responsibility to help preach the gospel and to prepare and serve more in the kingdom of God. Matthew chapter 24, verses 14, and chapter 28, verses 19 to 20. It's the responsibility. This responsibility should humble and motivate us. It should not make us proud. We should be humbled that the, our Father in heaven chooses us to be a vessel, to make him proud, to use us to spread his word and to bring our brothers and sisters home to eternal life so that they can go on that short, small path to eternity with us. How should we respond to God's calling, sisters and brothers? Well, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And in 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 10 to 11, Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. 
for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Paul encourages us to walk worthy of the calling. And Peter tells us to be diligent to make your call sure. So as we go and talk and learn and explore more about how we should respond to God's calling, there's so much more that we can learn. But be listening and be willing to be that vessel for our Lord and Savior. So, are you being called now? 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. If you understand what you are learning in these lessons that I'm going to bring forth to you, in these podcast lessons, you can you will be able to start seeing a change in your life and you'll be able to obey God's commandments from your heart, God and what he's doing and working in you. He is drawing towards you, so draw towards him. The all-powerful God has great plans in store for you, for us, for all of us. If only we will respond to his calling. Are you being called now? And how will you respond to being a royal priest for our Father? That's it for today, folks. I hope that this lesson brought value to you. See me back here next week and we'll continue in finding our purpose and what God has planned for us on this life in a time of urgency, in a time where it's drawing near, where the finish line is close and we need to be strong and on that walk with our Father, on the path, on that very narrow path to eternity, folks. You can't be on the fence. You can't be wavering. You've got to be strong in your faith. So join me next week and we'll hit it again. Thank you for joining me. I'll see you back here. Don't forget to visit me on our website where we have lots of good stuff for you there. www.youministries.com Thank you. This is Tammy Becker. See you next time. Thanks for tuning in to another weekly episode of the Almighty God and Gospel Girl podcast. If you have a testimony you would like to share with us, please contact us through our website at youministries.com. That's youministries.com. Until next week, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace.